Hey everyone, thanks for listening to The Dive, the official podcast of the Diamondback here at the University of Maryland. Here to bring you what's current on this campus, I'm Hallie Miller, happy to be joining The Dive for the rest of 2018. So with Valentine's Day being this week, we wanted to dedicate this episode to the heart of being young and being in college, which is dating and having your heart broken. We'll hear from one of our multimedia reporters, Susanna, about what it was like to grow up in a quote-unquote Valentine's Day home. We'll hear some of your thoughts about what this day means to you. And then you'll hear as two Diamondback staffers open up and share their worst breakup stories from over the years. They're pretty cringy. But first, before we get into the complexities of young love and modern dating, we're going to go back in time a generation or two. The fall of 1955, to be exact, when Ritchie Coliseum was more than just a South Campus gym. Tuition was just $200 a year. And wearing jeans, if you were a girl, was grounds for suspension. Me to tell you how we met? I do. I've heard the story, but I think it's it's worth hearing again, of course. Are you recording it right now? That's my grandma. We met right before Christmas break in 19... I was... Let me stop it for a minute. Zeta graduated in June of 19... 19- 57, and we got married right afterwards. So, yeah, so we met in, de- in right before Christmas, in December of 1955. Yeah. Is that? No. And that's my grandfather. We call him Zeta, which is a Yiddish term of endearment, meaning grandpa. And married, uh, 56, and married in, and married in June of 57. But before they were Grandma and Zeta, they were Larry and Jerry. It was a Sunday night. And they were Terps, getting dinner at the Student Union. And it turned out that Zeta was with um, a bunch of his friends, fraternity brothers, and I was, it was a Sunday night. Um... And he knew one of the guys, and for whatever reason, he was attracted to me. And I don't know why, because I cannot say that I particularly noticed him sitting there. But he um, he got my name from one of his friends and called me at the door that night. You know, and this was an amazing thing for me, because I never, ever called a person up out of the clear blue sky without being introduced to something like that first time ever. Anyway, so if there's a takeaway, and you'll find your own takeaway in this, but it is that, that we did not spend weekends on campus, generally, generally speaking, but the one weekend that I was there was the one that changed my life. Back then, there was no such thing as nightlife or clubbing or really going out if it wasn't on a date. There were fraternity parties, but if there was no party plan that weekend, if you lived in state, you went home. And that weekend that I had stayed, um, I must have had exams on Monday, but they were, or maybe I just didn't have a ride home. I don't know. Um, it, it was just, 
it was just fortuitous. It was that, that we should have been in the same place at the same time with uh, with Zeta knowing somebody. There was not there was no reason to stay on campus. No. It was basically love at first sight. No, I mean I knew immediately that uh, I just really fell for him hard. And I just saw her across the room sitting with a bunch of girls, and uh, for some reason she just stuck out in my head. I guess maybe I was visualizing a beautiful uh, granddaughter that way. I would have been that. Going out together, it was a whole thing. It was something that you planned for, that you looked forward to all week. Until our first date was um, the Washington Symphony Orchestra was playing a dual concert in the same venue at Ritchie State. Was it Ritchie Stadium? Ritchie Coliseum. Across on Route 1. But when you went out in those days, I mean, you did not go out looking scruffy. You didn't wear T-shirts. The girls wore um, dresses and... Um, stockings and, you know, nice shoes, and the guys wore sport coats and ties and white shirts, and boy, he showed up in, I mean, he showed up looking so good, and I was, I was just in love. You wore your best, you made your best impression, your whitest shirt, I mean, the guys, the whitest shirt, the stiffiest tie, the nicest sport coat. And the girls, a nice dress or a good skirt and uh, hose and heels. In those days, I had a flat stomach. <laughs> so did I, so that was a big deal. It's almost like, you know, there, there couldn't have been a thing like casual dating back then because every date was a production. Or, yeah. you know, you had to, you know, you, had, yeah. you, you couldn't half-ass it. And, you know, and the guy would, I mean, a guy would call the girl up, unless it was some kind of special, like, Sadie Hawkins Day, uh, would call the girl up and say, uh, would you like to go to the movies? Or would you like to go to dinner and a show? And it wasn't like, well, let's hang out and see what happens. No, it was a formal arrangement. That's what it's called, a date. You put it on the calendar. <laughs> it's a date. So did you ever call, did you ever call him? Really? Did I ever call him? I don't think so. Think of no, it. I mean, I, I don't recall doing it, so I... And I think that if... I think I would recall... I don't think I did. Seeing someone seriously was a conscious effort. Relative to today, you had to move mountains to make it happen. But for them, it was just the way it was. There were no co-ed dorms. And there were, uh, you could have a visitor in the lobby, but not in your room, a male visitor in the lobby, but not in your room. So if, um, uh, if he would come over, like it, he used to go to the library to study because it was quiet, and he might stop over for a little bit, but we'd have maybe 15 minutes sitting in the lobby. The other thing is that, um, Girls wore skirts in those days. I mean, you could not appear on the campus in jeans or slacks. 
you could not, or you'd get suspended. Um, suspended? Yeah, you could get thrown out of school for wearing pants in public at, in College Park. So even that first that first um, time when when uh, we were in the student union eating supper, I was wearing jeans rolled up to my knees with a long yellow slicker over it. Like every other girl in the place. And so it's... It, um, if, I, if I'd have seen her in jeans, I would have never called her. <laughs> And then you know, if he would come over to the dorm and we would sit in, in the lobby of the dorm talking and with, with a, you know, you didn't smooch or anything. Um, uh, but I would have to stay in the skirt that I'd worn all day. I couldn't have been in my jeans or pajamas or anything like that. I had to stay dressed. Without the luxury of things like cell phones or... AIM, email, every day that they spent together was inherently special. You just stayed with one person for a while, as long as you, you know, as long as you felt comfortable with them. Um, but you did, you didn't, at least I don't know people who dated one, one girl after another, you know, every week with somebody different. I, they thought maybe you start off that way, but eventually you wind up with just one. It's not like it is today. With different people, different days, but it wasn't like that in our day. Eventually, they got married in 1957, in June, right after my grandfather graduated. Soon after that, they left for Utah, where he was first stationed for his Air Force service, and my grandmother finished up her degree at the university there. I'm sure it was hard, being in the Air Force, being moved away so far, knowing no one in Utah, having their first kid within that first year. But they never complain about it, and in fact, they don't have anything bad to say about their first years together. Somehow they made it work. Words of wisdom, words of wisdom, it is, I guess, I guess you do the best you can and you hope for the best. But I, you know, it's just, it is such good, we have had such good luck, sweetie, we have to have found each other the way we did, to have produced two healthy, normal, in some ways extraordinary children, to have um, had good health. It, it doesn't happen to everybody. And I am very grateful for it. I really am every day of my life. Um, but that's, I don't know what that, that's so far off the topic. I'm doing, I'm doing grandmotherly words of wisdom. No, this is, shoot, sweetie. this it is, is a crapshoot and we've just been lucky right down the line. But also I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. When I was growing up, my parents used to fight like cats and dogs, really did. And I vowed. If I ever got married, that I would never argue with my wife, and we'd never argue. I'd get, I'd get mad and I'd, you know, close down. I would just stop talking, but I wouldn't argue. And um, what we very seldom, even in that kind of a situation, ever got it, got into that kind of deal. So we've been 
very good in the last six years it's worked out fine but we always we always had it we always we were never rich but we were always well you know we, we never wanted for anything it was just lucky just the way it was I don't know whether it was all luck a crapshoot or maybe it was true love I'm happy it worked out too I believe in angels. <laughs> the, the guy that is, that, that knew this new mommy, like I say, I don't remember his name. I don't know where he was or who he was. Uh, maybe he was there for 15 minutes, <laughs> for all I know. But, you know, there are angels around somewhere. Quote, unquote, angels, you know. And see, I think it's just a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot, but sometimes you're lucky. That was Hallie Miller in her dive debut. I'm Patrick Bassler, Diversions Editor. And up next is Susanna Uthier talking about growing up in a household where Valentine's Day is everything. I am a diehard Valentine's fan. Growing up, my mom started decorating for V-Day on January 2nd. To her, it was a sparkly, glittery, hot pink beacon of light in the dark void that is winter after Christmas. In our house, the hearts went up the minute the tree came down, and that's just the way it was. And to this day, I rely on Valentine's Day to lift and brighten my spirits. I not celebrate Valentine's Day, you know? Get like chocolates, flowers, like who doesn't love that kind of stuff? My thoughts exactly. And who doesn't love heart-shaped candy and the seasonal Reese's that are just normal Reese's shaped like hearts? I've always liked it just because of the chocolate, to be honest. Totally valid. My affinity for Valentine's Day flourished until I entered middle school and high school and found that my friends had attached a new stigma to the holiday, one that marked it as a day centered around dates. I'm, I guess, very neutral towards Valentine's Day. Uh, I do have a girlfriend and we are celebrating it. My single friends were especially pitiful on Valentine's Day because they felt so left out and lonely. I've never had a Valentine. I don't hate it because I don't take it as a serious holiday. Along with the love haters and gloom spreaders came the cynics who criticized my hallowed holiday for its commercial history. I don't really like Valentine's Day just because I feel like if you love someone you should be showing them that every day of the year and not just like one specific like corporate holiday. I don't I don't have a problem with it but I get what she's saying. You should love people all the time. It shouldn't just be one day. Okay, they do make a good point there. I do think it's more of Hallmark's way to give people to give them money. I still beg to differ, friends. Valentine's Day is pretty great, and if you're going to support a corporate body, why not Hallmark? Who doesn't love Hallmark? One recent development in the Valentine's dynamic is the concept of Galentine's Day. Brought to us by Leslie Nope of Parks and Rec, the mock holiday gives gal pals an opportunity to lift their glasses to their fellow ladies, usually over brunch. I think Valentine's Day is just kind of like um, more inclusive, like everyone can celebrate it just like with your friends, like it doesn't really matter. It's more about spending time with like people that you care about, not necessarily like male-female relationships. As for me, I'm going to continue to annoy my roommate with my paper hearts and force my friends to make pink cookies with me. Enjoy your Valentine's Day, and don't forget to love on your loved ones.
What do Chick-fil-A and dead people have in common? Well, they're both involved in the bad breakups of two Diamondback staffers. One is Tom Hausman, whose photos you've probably seen. And the other wants to remain anonymous. Some wounds are just better left unopened. I recently sat down with these two. These are some of their worst moments on the battlefield of love. So, uh, I'm trying to reveal how crazy I am and how crazy the situation was. I'm trying to decide. (laughs) I guess I'll just go all out. So, I had slept over his house in College Park. It was the summertime, and I was working that next morning, um, and I went to work. You know, some details might be blurry. I actually think I was working that afternoon, so I was working 3.30 to 10.30. And we hadn't, like, talked at all, like, since I left. Things And things, I left on fine terms, I thought. Everything was fine. And we hadn't been talking, and he was, like, giving me one-word answers um, when we did talk. And I was like, this is weird. Like, over text. Yeah, like, over text. Finally, I called him, and he answered. It was like, at this point, I'm still at work, but I, like, went into the back room. And he was like, what is it? And I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean, what is it? And he's like, I have a friend from home here. Like, I don't have time to talk. And I was like, all right. Like, I left my birth control pills at your house. Can you look for them? And he's like, I don't see them. And I was like, okay. This is literally how it went. I am not exaggerating. I was like, okay, I guess I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, all right, whatever. Something weird is going on. I go home, and it's like 11 o'clock at night, and I get a text from him being like, hey, I think we need to talk tomorrow. Can we meet for lunch? At, like, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, first of all, you're a dick. Like, who sends that at 11 o'clock? Like, you know, obviously, that I'm going to be... And at this point, I was so over everything that he did that day that I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's fucking break up. Like, I don't care. You know what? You're an asshole. So, and the fact that you're sending me this just furthers the point that you're an asshole. So, I wasn't going to... I was just like... I was then in the mode of preparing myself for this breakup. So, the next morning... I, like, dress in this, like, really cute red dress and, like, do my hair all nice. And he's, like, let's meet at a Chick-fil-A um, in Laurel. I was, like, okay. So then I'm, like, what time? And then he tells me the time. So I get there. My friend um, actually – actually, no, I drove by myself, and I'm, like, texting my friend, all like, all these updates. I'm, like, she's, like, is he there yet? I'm, like, no. So he ends up showing up 40 minutes late. Yeah, 40 minutes late. What and so we – yep. And so we go into the Chick-fil-A, and, like, he's obviously so uncomfortable, and I'm, like, excited at this point. Like, I'm, like, this is my day. Like, I've dressed up. I am so excited. Um, And so we go into this Chick-fil-A, and he actually doesn't get anything, um, but, like, he went, like, he, like, stood in line with me, so, like, by the time I, like, went to the, like, the counter, I was, like, so, like, flustered that he, like, didn't get anything, and then, like, I was suddenly, I was handing them my credit card, and I had gotten some, like, meal. I was, like, shit, Okay. So then we sit down at a table, and I have all this food in front of me that I did not touch at all. I threw away, like, this full meal at the end of this whole thing. But basically, he just said, like, I don't think things are going to work out. And I was like, okay, like, yeah. I kind of, like, was getting that from, like, the nature of how this was set up. Like, okay. And I wasn't even, like, I didn't cry. Like, I was kind of just like, mm-hmm. And he kind of said everything, and it was probably a total of, like, 20 minutes. Probably 20 minutes. And um, I threw away my stuff. And then poor waffle fries. I know. I I mean, I'm thinking about it now. Like, I wasn't the biggest Chick-fil-A fan back then. Like, I didn't, I wasn't really exposed. Mm. And now, thinking about it now, it's painful. Um, It's, like, it physically makes me ill. Not the breakup. Yeah, that's the the worst part. I know. It honestly is. 
So, but I had all my stuff at his house. And so then we like drove our separate cars. So we drove to his house. I didn't even go in. I like, he just like got my stuff out. Cause I had like a makeup bag and like, that was it. Um, and then I drove all the way back to Owings Mills, which is like super far and went to go see Magic Mike, uh, the second one with my friend and it was a great night. And it's a great movie. It was a great movie. It was Magic Mike XXL. Mm -hmm. So like, I saw it. Yeah, it was great. I saw it in theaters. So it it was a good investment. And, um, yeah, you know, honestly, (sighs) he still goes here and (laughs) (laughs) it's just funny to me, like. Our paths have only crossed um, once or twice since this, and it's just funny to, like, know that I'm in such a better place than he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, you win. So, like, I won. You know, maybe I got dumped at the Chick-fil-A, um, but, you know, at least I saw it coming, and now look at me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, I don't mean to be that guy, but I'm here to one-up you. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. We have a contender. <laughs> we okay. have a contender. I so, so, I met this guy on Tinder, and like I said, I normally talk to guys about a week and a half before we go meet up. We were like two days, and he's like, hey, do you want to go get coffee? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, no one ever asked. Like, I was always the one making the first move. So, for him to be asking me, I was like, boom, hell yeah, let's do this. Uh, and so, we, we didn't do coffee. We went and got dinner. <laughs> It was, it was, like, at Nando's. It oh, okay. It wasn't, okay. like, dinner. You say there's a, there's a step between coffee No, and yeah, but, but it was just, like, like... Great fries there. I know. You know? Oh, my God. I support the, that. I actually say Nando's, not Nando's. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, continue. Uh, our schedules just worked out. That evening's worked better. So we went and got dinner, um, and we both kind of went into it with this intention of, like, okay, like, it was... He lived in Baltimore. I lived out here. So it wasn't necessarily conducive for either of us to drive all the way to each other for like a 30 minute meal, but like we could do halfway for it. So we, we were very much expecting it to be like, hey, let's just go get dinner, talk, and then leave. And then, because I wasn't 21 at the point, we couldn't go to bars. Um, and done. Yeah. yeah. And just be like, okay, we'll see how it goes. So it wasn't the Nando's here? No, no, no. Okay. It was out. Uh, just so that I can picture yes, it. Yes. It was, it was out in uh, Arundel Mills. Mall. Okay way out there. Do they serve margaritas at all of the Nando's? Or I don't it... know. Have you just picked up Nando's or do you always say it that way? <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it. No, it's Nando's, right? Okay, Is sorry. Nan- I, don't I know. think it's Nando's. Everyone says Nando's. Count me out. Yeah, continue. Um, so we get dinner and then the nice thing about that mall is it's like a big loop and it's like a quarter of a mile the way around so like you can walk it and like you're like, wow, okay, I'm getting an exercise. And I was like, hey, like, we ate kind of fast. Do you want to just walk around and just chat for a little bit? And he's like, yeah. So we walked around for like an hour and just chatted and it was super good. And then he's like, I don't really want to go home yet. And I was like, I don't either, but can't necessarily go one way or the other. And he's like, do you want to go see a movie? So we like added a movie onto it. So this date was like perfect first date. Cause it like started from nothing and then became this huge, like we went and saw star Wars together and it was really great. And Over the next few weeks, it was just really nice. And this was, like, this is my, like, trial college boyfriend of, like, getting to go to his place often and, like, stay the night and and all that. And it was just a very nice situation of I would go over, we would hang out, have a beer, just kind of chill. Like, it was a nice thing. And there's one day I remember where we kind of woke up on a Saturday or a Sunday and we'd been laying in bed all day. And I was like, I really like this. This is a really good situation. And he's like, yeah, it is a really good situation. 
and he was like sick that day so I was like taking care of him bringing him tea and all that and uh, I had to leave to go to work and couldn't make time throughout the next week to see him but we were texting all the time and uh, a friend of mine and I had won a Chipotle catering thing for free we had this big like 30 person catering for free and so I was like hey we're doing this big party of free Chipotle you know if you want to come down one I'd love for you to meet my friends and two free Chipotle this is probably like a month of us talking and hanging out at this point and he's like okay I'll see what I can do you know I, I think a friend of mine is having a, a bachelor party sometime this weekend so I just want to make sure that I can go do that uh and I was like yeah that's fine he's like also just like you know it's midterm season for me so I'm kind of bogged down it's like okay yeah no worries like do your thing uh and then that was the last text I ever received from him and I was like weird and I was like he was one of those that was like very clear that like if I'm busy I won't touch my phone so I was like okay he's like midterms are crazy he's a senior like I get it whatever uh but then like a week goes by and I'm like huh so I, I sent just like a text like hey like can we talk? Is everything okay? And like, nothing. He wouldn't answer calls at that point. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'd be freaked out. Did he die? Well, yeah, no, so exactly. So that, that was my fear is like, I I didn't want to be like the crazy, like we've only been talking for a month, but I'm like super hooked. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But genuinely, like if you stop talking to me and stop answering my calls, like I'm worried about your health more than anything. You can dump me, but like, let me just confirm that you're alive before you do that. Um, That's not, like, an unreasonable thing. Yeah. You would, yeah, I mean, seriously. So after, (sighs) I think it was two weeks at the point where I had met one of his friends, one of the times I'd gone over, I'd met a friend, and we were, became friends on Facebook. And so I reached out to her, and I was like, look, I don't mean to be that, like, crazy person or whatever, but, like, is he okay? Like, just want to make sure that he's not in the hospital or something. I haven't heard from him in two weeks. Uh, And she goes, yeah, he's fine. He came home one day from school and there was a smell from his roommate's room and he opened it up and she was dead and had been dead in there for like two weeks about when he stopped texting you or well so so that was what i was always trying to figure out was whether he had found her two weeks ago so then it had been four weeks that she died at that point because if she was saying i feel like he would have told you so well so so we're getting there so now I have this story, at least, from a person that I, you know, had only met her a few times, but she seemed nice enough. Like, I, I trust her, her stake. She's like, yeah, the who whole... Would, yeah, who would, like... Who who would, would, that's a fucked up thing to lie about and, yeah. And she's like, yeah, the whole school is kind of fucked up about it. Like, it's, it's really messed up, everyone. We're all kind of in a weird place. He went back to his parents up north uh, just to, like, the calm down from that. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Totally fine, like, and I figured there was also, like, probably wouldn't talk to him again, or if I would, it'd be, you know, six months from now, he'd reach out or something. I was like, okay, I have closure, kind of, you know, I would have liked to hear it from him, but I have a story, and I can go with it. Well, that was, that was March of last year, and then around August, I got close friends with a friend of a friend who went to the same school, and was in, like, the same department, Uh and I was like, hey... What did you think of this guy? And she's like, oh, he was a total mean girl. And I was like, oh, great. I mean, like, I could kind of see that. Like, from the times I hung out with him, it was nice because he was, like, one of the cool kids. And I was like, ooh, I've never never dated a cool kid before. This is kind of cool. I'm, like, sliding in with the, the top tier. But I could tell he was, like, 
super judgy against people. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I was like, whatever, you know, did, what was the story with the girl who died last semester? And she goes, what? And I was like, yeah, the, the girl who was like found dead in her apartment for after two weeks. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so like straight up this guy and his friend made up a dead roommate to ghost me. And I it's been a are year. Are you 100% positive? Like I haven't 100% positive. I haven't combed like the news stories, but like That's so fucked. Like I want to text can I text him and be like what the <laughs> fuck is your problem? Like who does that? Like just I don't have grow words. a pair and say I'm sorry, you know what? This isn't working and, out. And that's like it's like cowardly, yeah. but it's like above that. But yeah. like, who cares? Like, why is it like if he's willing to go? If they're willing to go that far to just ghost you, why not just say, "Hey, sorry, not into." Like, if he's that much of a dick, like yeah. just be a, like just be that like be like the straight up out. dick yeah. and yeah. be like, "I'm not into you anymore. I'm sorry." Like, well, and so that's the thing that really solidified. Like, you're asking, like, can I confirm it? And I really can't confirm it, but the thing that solidifies it for me. Is that if he was really just super emotionally traumatized from that, I feel like I would have heard from him mm-hmm. in the last year. At some point, he would have been like, hey, I am so sorry. Shit went crazy in my house. I had to get out of it. I had to, like, c- cut things off. But then, like, the next week, he was, like, on Snapchat in the bars in Baltimore. Right. And, the like, reason I ask that is just because it's so unfathomable to no, me yeah. that someone would do that. So my natural reaction is just, like... Before, like, you know what I mean? Like, before, I I guess I just assume the best in people, so I would just think, like, you know, and, I, and as you did, you know, for, for quite some time, and then it was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. So for me, I'm like, how, like, if someone, I just, I don't know. So, yeah, so I don't have a, I don't have a, a death certificate or a confirmed right. lack of a death certificate, but as far as I can see, it's, right. it's what happened, so. I think that one ups my story. <laughs> just a little bit. Well, that's it for this episode of The Dive. Thank you guys so much for listening, um, and I hope that you have an even better Valentine's Day. Thank you so much to Hallie Miller for putting this episode together, and to Susanna Uthier and Tom Hausman for their contributions. You can follow The Diamondback on Twitter and Facebook, and The Diamondback Diversions page on Twitter, too. Um, and subscribe to our SoundCloud page for upcoming episodes of The Dive. I hope you all get a small cardboard box of those fairly gross chalk-like candies with cute messages on them. Have a good one.